0: is enough! I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane!
1: And we have made it to the Friday plane. It is Mike Wilmacher with you here on WMAY. Appreciate you tuning in this morning. Joined by Johnny Molson. Thank you. Hey! Hey! All right. It's a Friday, the Friday before Thanksgiving. We're going to
0: have a lot of fun here. Good morning!
1: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We really should. I wonder if we were to be able... Do you think we could pull that off for like two straight hours of that kind of faux?
0: Like, hey,
1: what's going on? Everybody's excited and everything's great. And look at this. Look at that.
0: Yeah, do an FM zoo kind of a morning mayhem. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would only be able
1: to handle it for about three minutes myself before I find it. I think it'd be funny. It would be hilarious, uh, but I don't know how long I could do it yeah. and, and still be able to look myself in the mirror when I got home. Well, it is it, a
0: pleasure to be here. Hello it, to all of yous out there listening. Yeah, it's a pleasure
1: to have you here. Uh, here's what you have in store to
0: talk about this hour, Johnny. Oh, okay.
1: We have a, a story that involves eating a tadpole mm-hmm. that we'll get to. Uh, we also have language within the office that older folks can't stand that the younger employees are using.
0: Oh, these kids today. Yes, exactly. We and have all. Th- tickety, talkety, bingety, bongety, da And to wrap
1: up the seven o'clock hour, there was a survey about people who felt that they could survive the apocalypse. And then they put together the list of people they would want with them to survive the apocalypse. But I don't think people realize that just because someone's awesome in the movies mm. doesn't mean they have those skills in real life.
0: Right, right, right,
2: right. So,
1: right. so that is uh, some of the things to look forward to. But we begin this hour with a couple of Florida teens who break into a woman's house coming through a window. And the reason why I'm bringing this story up is because the things that they take, you would imagine, right, if someone's going through the trouble of breaking in through a window – What would you imagine they'd be stealing from the home?
0: Oh, I'm thinking, you know, jewelry. You get some nice electronics. Uh, If there's a laptop laying around, you grab the laptop. Right. A uh, tablet, whatever it may be. Something. Uh, Would you? uh, Some fine flatware. Yeah, oh, yeah, because everybody needs, <laughs> you know. whether to use at home or pawn, right, one of the two.
1: It's right. like, I don't know how many times I've walked by a house and go, I bet you have a good flatware. I'm having a dinner party. I should break in and steal it because I just don't have any of my own.
0: I, 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 I'm trying to think of the last time I've known anybody who's had their everyday wear and then an extra set that's for fancy times. Like there's some silver-plated, nice something-something. There's
1: still some out there. That I they, know they exist. This, this is the time of year that they exist, and this is the time of year they're
0: used. Yeah. But it is one of those things that seems, over the years... They being make some, some really convincing plastic stuff, though. They do, <laughs> and I would prefer that. <laughs> I see no reason to do dishes. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, 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 when I And be- you know what? No one's going to steal the plastic stuff, which <laughs> I, I think is the point of this story. <laughs>
1: when I stopped becoming a bachelor, um, I finally started using actual plates i was like this is a waste right i'm really ruining the environment it should just keep throwing trash away but no what they end up stealing and i'm did you, did you i wonder if you had one of these when you were growing up they break through a window and stole an electric shock chewing gum toy so the
0: <laughs> so the oh, yeah. prank chewing gum remember sure. that and a set of screwdrivers no kidding that's that's all they take first of all and these were just teens? Yes. They, know, so they don't know what they're doing.
1: Right. But not only that, how many drawers did they have to go through to find the electric shock chewing, uh, chewing gum toy? I love I, that they saw that and said, oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> this is going to be great. Well, I wonder, if it, I wonder if it was like they wanted some gum and they grabbed it and they got shocked. They're like, oh, my God, now we got to take yeah, this. Wait till the other hoodlums <laughs> see this gag. Now, I didn't have the electric shock one. I had the one that was like the rat trap. Mouse did trap, you, yeah. yeah. Did you have that one? Yeah. And it's amazing that that was okay to purchase. Yeah. Back in the day, I'm like, you would you would like break someone's thumbnail in half with that thing. But everyone's like, ha ha
3: ha
0: ha ha. Yeah. Even the
1: joy buzzer.
0: Can I say joy buzzer on the radio? I think you just did. Okay. I'm sorry if there are kids <laughs> listening right now. Ear your kids. Um, you know the thing you shake someone's hand. Yeah. And, they, and they jump and everything. Did those ever work? No. I mean, you had to, you had to, like, give them a bear hug with your hands to get that thing to even, you know, go on. And so you, like, you're squeezing, and you're like, isn't it, it, wait, it'll be funny in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's only that, all that you had to go through to hide it, Right. right? Because it's like, all of a sudden, there
1: was, like, a ring on your, You're like, you don't wear rings. And you're like, uh, what do you mean? And then if you, the one time that you would get someone to fall for it, you forgot to crank it up so that it would go off. The, all these jokes just never—it never worked. Even the gum that was the mousetrap, trap, it was always some ridiculous-looking, obvious fake gum wrapper, yeah, yeah. And that some—that no one would ever fall for. Yeah. But I found it interesting that these kids are willing to go to juvie <laughs> over over
0: electric gum uh, and some screwdrivers. And you know that's not gonna play well out in the yard when they're when they're there with the other criminals no. who have actually done stuff, who's have seen things, you know. Been involved in stuff. What are you in for? Carjacking? How about you? I stole some electric gum. <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. But first, do you want a <laughs> piece of <some> gum?
1: <laughs> it was all worth it. By the way, Got she hardcore. Yeah, they, she valued the homeowner. Valued her items at $50. Yeah, there must have been some
0: expensive screwdrivers cuz that electric chewing gum toy is maybe 5 bucks max. You know when you mail something and you get the insurance no yeah. matter what it is it's $100. Correct. It doesn't matter. It can it can it can be, you know, that box of pens that's sitting over there on the on the table uh, and the They'll insure it, and, and if it gets lost, you get a hundred bucks. For yeah, you. so that—that's uh, probably what
1: that is. The, the window was eight hundred, though.
0: But <laughs> I just—I just found it uh,
1: hilarious that people are willing to go to jail over the electric chewing gum toy. It's the thrill.
0: I think that's you know, it's like shoplifting.
1: Yeah, it, I, it kind of so is. So
0: I've heard. <laughs>
1: I have stories for you. Uh, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll have that story that involves hamburger. <laughs> Mike Wimacher alongside Johnny Molson this morning here on WMAY. Thank you for tuning in. Are you I'm not one for hiking or camping. Like I, I appreciate the beauty of the outdoors, but I prefer to do more of my working out or that kind of stuff. In a more indoor situation, or one that's more controlled. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not one to go out on a nature hike where if I take a wrong turn, I may be stuck somewhere. That's not my, that's not my cup of tea. That's not my bag. And I, I feel like you're the same kind of way.
0: Yeah, I think I've camped out, I don't know, three times. And I enjoy the doing of it. Okay. Okay. But the getting there and the setting up and, light- and lighting a fire, like, what the hell are we?
1: Yeah, what's going on with that? Like, <laughs> the reason why we built homes is so we don't have to do that like out like there. Like Abe Lincoln to you Right, I'm exactly. Like- I don't want any part of that. Well, let me introduce you to Jeff Hahn. He and his 25-year-old daughter, Harper Hahn, had planned to hike just a few miles inside Big Bend Ranch State Park in mid-June. Already sounds like a bad idea to go hiking in the middle of the summer. That seems like a more fall thing, or if you're going to do it very early in the morning, right? Some people are serious about this. So, however, their plans started to go bad when they became lost, and the old man began to experience leg cramps as the brazen heat beat down on them. Mm -hmm. Also, shouldn't you plan out your route a little bit better when you're going hiking? But you're asking the wrong guy, man. To make it, well... Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. If you've gone hiking, I'm, I'm pretty sure you want to follow the trail. I was born in Chicago.
0: It's a grid. Yes, <laughs> it's just like, just, you go north or you go west.
1: I grew up in the burbs, and my vacationing <laughs> is at Disney World. All I know right. is just like major thoroughfare maps. I don't know anything about weaving around like,
0: things. I can see the Hancock from here. Yeah, okay, I must be in the right place. I can see the castle or the Epcot. Right. I, I can see Spaceship Earth. I know yeah, which way to go. Direction. Yeah, exactly. It's much easier in a, in the real world than yes. that in the world not wilderness. Yeah, like a, like leave, an idiot.
1: Leave that for the animals. What are you doing Ugh. going in there anyway? So <laughs> they're eight hours into the hike, and they run out of water. Okay, apparently they thought it was going to be a brief hike, as you probably would. Sure. So eight hours in, they're sweating. It's it's Nobody hot.
0: intends to get
1: lost. No, no. So the poor old man could only walk a short distance before he needed to take a break. As the conditions continue to heat up and deteriorate, they decide... That the daughter, go on without me, leave dad here, go on without me, you have, you go find help, yeah. as they didn't have any cell reception. I'll only
0: slow you down.
1: Right, exactly. You have so much to live for. Do you feel like he felt like Bruce Willis in yeah, Armageddon that's, there? that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> he was like, make sure you tell him I love, you know, as he moves on. Uh, she left her father at a rocky outcropping. But when she returned with Park Superintendent Nathaniel Gold, the dad was nowhere to be found. Uh, so so oh. so she, so he says, go, go out without me, find help. She finds help, not a problem, comes back like, oh, God, I'm going to
0: save dad. Yeah. Dad's not here. He went to live with the wolves. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, it gets better. Okay. So dad's,
1: uh, his legs burned. And he told the local outlet that the only way to ease the pain was... Continue walking, so she turned back around. Her dad around 7:30, but during that time, he had continued slowly moving the direction where he thought help would be in. So he sends her, and he because it hurt so bad, walking kind of helped. So he made his way to a shack a few miles away from the outcropping, where he found two sealed bottles filled with one liter of water each on the window cell. So hallelujah! After leaving the shack, though, he continued through the park into the dark until his foot snagged on a rock. He then fell, oh my fracturing his wrist and landing on a large rock where he found a puddle of water. So he'd already drank, he had pounded the other water. So now he's there, broken wrist, mm-hmm. face down, extreme heat still in the middle of the night. So he pulls out the straw attached to his water bottle, and he starts drinking the puddle water.
0: Yeah, I guess you do. I, I mean... He had right. I mean, yeah. it's
1: better than anything else. If you think that's bad enough, but wait, there's more.
0: Mm-hmm. He looked up, and there was a cow whizzing. <laughs> <laughs> right into the puddle. A or he sees a
1: raccoon just doing its business yeah. in there. <laughs> he continued, eventually
0: clambering up a hillside. By the way, you, you can tell how little I am in the wilderness that there would be a cow <laughs> right. in the forest. See, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know why I'm commenting on this story. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I
1: didn't even realize that part <laughs> that you said, yeah, why would a cow just be in the middle of the There's forest? A cow just a, because. On a hiking trail. Just because it's God,
0: big. I'm stupid.
1: Just because it's Big Ben Ranch. <laughs> Park doesn't mean it's on a ranch. <laughs> then actually, a donkey showed up and it yeah, kicked him right in the yeah, thing. That's all I know. At least I said raccoon. Um, is it a horse? I don't know what that is. <laughs> so he continues, and eventually he. By the way, kudos to this gentleman for soldiering on, even though his legs are burning. I don't know if I would have said, "Hey, go ahead," and then moved away from where I was supposed to be. That seems fraught with peril because yeah. then, what if she doesn't find help? How do you find her? You know, right. just just stay in that spot. So um, as he continues on not, So now he's got a broken wrist He's drunk He's uh, drank puddle water mm-hmm. And hoping for the best there He doesn't get the dysentery From the cow, from whiz. The cow Yeah, yeah uh, So he eventually Clams up a hill uh, Clammers up a hillside Into a small canyon Where he found a stream And in that stream So he's got enough water But he's hungry now Yeah Because they ran out of trail mix Or whatever the hell they, they brought So he sees this stream And in the stream There's a bunch of tadpoles and he goes, well, I enjoy sushi back in the real world.
0: Might as well go ahead and eat myself a, a live tadpole. You know, of all the things that we've learned by from Bear Grills, yeah. you could probably look at a tadpole and go, I could probably eat that, I
1: guess. Yeah, you probably could, although I don't know at what point does it not stop being alive? Does it swim in the stomach? In this the stom- I don't know. Does this it, swim- I don't know. Does it swim in the stomach a little bit? They're but- remarkably resilient. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so does it swim in your stomach for a little bit? I, like, I suspect it would. Next thing you know, you, you burp up a frog at yeah. one point, like at a party. Like, sorry, that was the time I got lost yeah,
0: in the woods. Your stomach is full of puddle water. <laughs> <laughs> tadpoles love that. It's like a breeding ground. It's so like I ate two, and I had eight somehow. So he
1: uh, eventually uses his hat to scoop up uh, the tadpoles and just uh, have a nice, uh, uh, you know, barrage of tadpole, a handful of tadpoles to eat. Moments later, he would hear a plane in the distance, and then a helicopter, and a rescuer then call out his name, and they would take him back to his daughter after more than twenty-four
0: hours. So. My question is, did he have to eat the tadpoles? I mean, did did the helicopter come... Close enough to his dining on the tadpoles where he went, I didn't have to eat those damn things.
1: I bet you it did. It probably did. Because it seems like moments later, it says. So he had just downed the tadpoles. He's like, My
0: only way of surviving. I could be be out here for days. I just need protein. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, son of I I didn't have to. I could have had a hamburger.
2: Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm up
0: now with a belly full of puddle water tadpoles, but I could have had
1: a nice Big Mac instead. Oh, that's. He suffered from a condition where the muscles began to break down. Um, He also suffered from acute renal failure and was taken to the hospital where he spent several days since the ordeal. The executive has fully healed minus having limited mobility in his fractured wrist because obviously he couldn't set it correctly.
0: Have you ever watched those Bear Grylls shows or any of those stuck in the wilderness things? And I mean, I'll get five minutes into this and go, there's no way. Yeah, I would just lay down and just, you know, and die. I mean, yeah. there would be nothing, I, there's, I can't conceive of it. No. I, I know I know your brain does things in survival mode that you wouldn't ever think of uh, in just regular walking around mode, but man, I, just, I look at that and go, I would just sort of, just surrender. I
1: would, what I would do is I would use you know, the whatever, the sticks or whatever to start digging a shallow grave yeah. and just lay in it and just, you know, write a note, yeah. cover me when you find me. Start burying yourself in leaves. Yeah, exactly, I'm done. It's, see you later. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I watch Naked in afraid I'm done once they take their clothes off. Right. I wouldn't want to be nude around somebody that long.
0: Yeah, but. I'll just lay here till a cow eats me.
1: <laughs> let, let, the, let the wild feral cows just take over. It'll be more, more delicious beef for the next person. Nice surrender. That's got, a, that's got a distinct taste of Johnny Molson there <laughs> in that cow and that steak. I wonder what happened there. He must have gone hiking. He lost his way. So Congratulations to Jeff Hahn. You survived that ordeal. You're better than me. I would have been like, see you later. Yep. Just, just, just go on. Leave me behind.
0: Why is everything so serious? I don't know. It's not that serious of a show. I don't don't have anything serious to say to match up to this
1: music. I don't either.
0: I don't think anybody does.
1: No. They make it sound like they do, but it's all just blah,
0: blah, 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 blah. There's nothing, there's nothing serious going on.
1: No, nothing in the Let's,
0: world. I'm watching, I'm watching Gaza get blown right, up over exactly. your shoulder. Yeah, and nothing, CNN. there's nothing but anyway. serious.
1: Yeah, Santos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, nothing serious in the world. We're the oasis in the desert of seriousness, is yeah. what I like to say. Mike Wimacher along with Johnny Molson. And in the workplace now, you're getting an influx of younger people coming in. And with that, there's different languages, right, that the people use, the different slang and everything else. And apparently... There's some that annoy the older generation more than others
0: when it comes to the workplace. And so, please call us if, yes. you've, if you've got something like
1: that. Yeah, exactly. 217-629-7970 is the number to join the conversation. This is a new survey from a language learning platform, Preply, mm-hmm. that uh, let corporate employees call out their 20-something co-workers over their, quote, overuse generational jargon. Okay, how old are you And you have to say, it's overuse generational jargon.
0: Um, i what happens cuz it, it hasn't happened to me i remember being young and talking like an idiot i mean does everyone forget that we all did that we all, yes every generation has their of course i mean if you look
1: back the people who are now judging this generation. We're probably the same people using groovy man and like all that stuff, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we all, yeah, we all went through the 80s and 90s when
1: totally tubular when and bogus, yeah, 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 <laughs> totally bogus. Yeah. Uh, but we forget that. We just get so upset. Yeah. So, um, 92% of 20 somethings claim to use corporate jargon at work. However, 20% of them say these buzzwords confuse them. Uh, <laughs> here are some of the ones that kind of really, um, The no-no list. Uh, This was the no-no list of like what the older generation can't stand that the younger generation uses at work. All right. The first one, and I think all of us are kind of over this one, but it's not going to win anytime soon. Goat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you're the goat of sell. You know, like right. Everything we've used, we've overused it to the point where everything's a goat yeah. now, and not not everything's a goat. Yeah, not even goats are goats. No, not anymore. They're not even the greatest animals of all time. Right. No, no,
0: no. Thank you. Uh, Slay is one that is starting to bug people now. Why, does, why would that bug people? I think that's a, great, that's a great word. That's a great expression when someone's doing something awesome. Yes. I love that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, but it's bugging older people of like, oh, you,
0: you why slay. I, why? Why, though? Why does that get under somebody's skin? I don't know. It, you say, what does that mean? Oh, well, it kind of means, you know, it's awesome. It's really amazing. Yeah, you're it's kicking cool. butt. Yeah. Uh, and you go, oh, okay. Now I know Isn't what that, that means. Isn't
1: that much even better than like, oh, boy, they're really exceeding expectation. Yeah. I would rather hear someone say, you know what? You're slaying it out there. Yeah. That's so much cooler than like, I really appreciate your hard work. You've exceeded all expectations.
0: Like That's just, this. Sure, you're sitting in a, an employee review, like a quarterly review. Oh my a God. guy with white hair and bald and everything is looking at you and says, well, I just got to tell you, Michael, this quarter you've slayed. That, thank you. It's like, thank you. Yeah,
1: thank you very much. Go it's out like,
0: there and I want you to slay twice as hard.
1: Boom. That'd, that'd be even better <laughs> than what's going on. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. 7970 There's some terms that, that bug you. This one, I, I find myself using it I get why it may be annoying. Sus. That's a little sus right there. Mm-hmm. Right? Where people are just like, maybe there's an office romance going on. Be like, hey, did you see what's going on with uh, Timmy and Jill? That's a little sus. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, which for those who don't know means suspicious or suspect. Yeah. So they're uh, tired of that. I haven't used this one before, but uh, in emails or messages back and forth, FR. Yeah Which is for real For real Yeah But I have not seen that one before But I can see where it pop up Yeah I've seen it I've seen it more in text I guess Yeah than actual emails Another one that people are In the office That people are being bugged by Vibing Everything's a vibe now. Have you noticed that, though, too? That's made a comeback. The vibe was a thing back in the day. Oh, I love the vibe of this place. Yeah, your aesthetic vibes. Yes, and now it's like, oh, this whole... How many times have you heard, like, if you've read reviews of different places, like, this restaurant, it's blah, blah, blah. It's a total vibe. It's a total vibe.
0: It's a vibe. There's just a vibe to that place. Yeah, it it gets used, like goat, it gets used to the point where it becomes meaningless. Yeah,
1: the next one on the list is Flex. Yeah, that's an odd flex. Like you know, oh look at that! Look at that flex over there by
0: you know Billy over the like he knows he knows how to work that copier better than anybody. But the thing is, that's a that's a that's a great word to use for somebody who thinks they're doing something impressive. Correct. You know, it's it's not. Would you just stop with the flex? Correct. And 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 I mean, it really does. It really does describe exactly what's going on. It, yeah because we all know those kinds of overly cocky people uh who just think that and it's like that's all you're really doing is you you're you're like an oiled up bodybuilder but you don't really have the physique and you're looking in the, you're looking at yourself in the mirror you're right it is that person it, it, that's that's what you're saying to them yeah it's that person who has just like
1: kind of uh I don't want to say sense of entitlement but yeah. uh an inflated sense of self yeah. is is the flex person hi you're on WMAY. yeah I can't stand the uh cray cray. <laughs> Is cray cray still a thing people are using? I yeah. thought that kind of went away for a
2: while. I sure hope it did. I, mean, I hate it.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm with you on the cray cray. Thank you very much for the it's phone call. It's one too many
0: crazes. Yeah, you can you just say crazy. Cra- that's totally. You haven't cray. really you haven't really saved any time. Just say that's crazy. Yeah. Or cray cray. It's, it's it takes longer. Yeah. Or even just
1: say that's cray. Like you don't need to say cray cray. Um, glow up. Is one that people are, are uh upset about, which is I don't mind that one. Like, hey, instead of zhuzhing it up, you just glow that thing up a little bit
0: for me. Yeah, I don't know that you're using that right, but I think yeah, you're 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 in the ballpark.
1: Yeah, exactly. You glow up. Yeah,
0: you know, zhuzh you zh- 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 up a little bit, you know, glow up so Yeah, but you don't tell someone to anyway. Yeah, exactly. Look, Look at us talking of, about a <laughs> couple
1: of old, old dudes Clayton's talking about here. here's the one that confused me for the longest time. And I admit I had to ask somebody in the younger generation of exact, like, I thought I knew what it meant because in the back and forth of conversation, I assumed I had gleaned what it was, mm-hmm. but I had to ask to make sure the use of bet. I was just
0: going to say that one.
1: That's the one that throws me for a loop. I'm still not convinced I know what it is. It's another way of saying yes or I agree.
0: Yeah. That's what it says. Bet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because so I, I, I think that's the way it's been described, but I still don't quite get it. Because I would
1: hear somebody younger in these hallways when we had more people, yeah. um, and they would be on a, having a conversation, and they would—I could hear us keep saying "bet, bet," and, and, and was an excited tone. Right. So I assumed it meant something good, and then yeah. the more I put two and two together, I assumed. I agree. your yes, was it? But yeah. it's an interesting how bet became yes. Is that's I my, don't know. That's my question. Is, I don't know is how many. Exactly that what, let. What's the um, another one? Too is basic, mm. which we which we've we've seen before. And I will fully admit, I'm pretty basic in a lot of things. When it comes to brunch, pretty basic. Give me avocado toast. During pumpkin spice season, I'm basic.
0: See, I don't think any the, I don't think anything you're describing there is basic. It's very. There's but, a lot going on there. But uh, it's girly. <laughs> I'll say that. You're not wrong. I will <laughs> fully admit
1: you're not wrong there. But I think basic is the norm, right? Okay. I mean, I know pumpkin spice is outside our normal, but during the pumpkin spice season... And you think you're being basic by having it b- Exactly, because everyone's having it, okay. then it's basic. When, like? When everyone starts liking something or everyone's doing I something, see. that's when mm, it becomes basic. So, mm, like, okay. if you're, I e, let's say back in the, you know, in the early 2000s or whatever, yeah. and you were a Nickelback fan or even a Dave Matthews Band fan, you're pretty basic because okay. everybody okay. at that time,
0: everybody at that time, liked them. Because I just order uh, just a regular coffee, and I think that's that's about as basic as a. But see, that's
1: not basic. That's, that's not the, basic. That's anti basic. That's, <laughs> that's anti
0: basic. You're,
1: you're so outside the norm now. Okay. No one has coffee oh, well. anymore, let's come Johnny. back around. Yeah, exactly up your coffee order,
2: bro.
3: (laughs) Hi, you're on WMAY. This is one that my kids say and it bugs me every time. That's random random yeah
1: yeah they they do t- say that don't they maybe
3: i'll ask them a question about something and they'll go that's random
1: random yeah so ra- well at least they say random <laughs> not said well rando yeah but you just say they even this kind of cut that from that's random to rando i've and heard when, that and before when you try
0: to get them to break it down and say well tell me why you said that that was random you, i i never really get a satisfactory answer
3: it I just, just say um, are you saying I'm uncool? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean <laughs> at, at some at some age at some age you got to admit you're just not I did.
1: Right. And part of that is listening to these us two. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make... That, that Your coolest factor is not going up, but we appreciate the phone call. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you. <laughs> thank you. I hope yeah, this was helpful to everybody to listen yes. to us stumble through
1: whatever that's this so is. so random. Well, you've learned to maybe be able... You have, the, you have the holidays coming up, right? Right. And you may have some younger nieces and nephews or your brother's kids that you can't really connect with, and now at least you know some phrases, or if they're saying these, you now know whether they're making fun of you or actually complimenting you.
0: And when you hear them, at least... It acknowledge that you did it too because Correct. you know you did i know you did i haven't even met you and i know you did because we all did <laughs> yes. we all talked like an idiot when we were kids and, and some... then you don't i mean and it's not it's not like mm, that's debatable i
1: don't know if i'm pretty sure i still talk like an idiot most mornings here on this yeah. morning show right. but um i will say this
0: if you come, and by this- the way, your humble brag is really getting a little bit too ridiculous. You really need to settle down. Oh, thank thing. you. I'm sorry. Really, that 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 this this whole routine of uh, everything that you do sucks. <laughs> I, I think. I mean, we get it, but you don't always have to point to it. Okay, it's, just it's, it's just it's just inherent. A, it's, it's a little sus to me. <laughs> it's, it's inherent now. It's a little random, little sus. It's a
1: little sus. All right, it's a weird flex yeah, too. You not yeah, slaying yeah. right now. I not. No, I am not. I'm definitely not slaying. And I will say this: uh, when you come with the mashed potatoes to the table, and you're like. Uh, I want everyone to know these were handmade mashed potatoes. I don't do box potatoes. More serious stuff. Come on, knock it off. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning trying to have a little bit of fun. 217-629-7970 is the phone number to join in in the conversation. In a recent poll of 2,000 adults, we always have a disclaimer that, you know, these poll numbers, to take that small number and extrapolate it out to everybody, a little bit of a fool's errand, but here we go. They say that a third of Americans believe they can be the sole survivor of the apocalypse.
0: A third. So one out of every three say, and, I'm going to be the sole survivor. And what is, how, do we, how are we defining apocalypse?
1: Well, uh, you know, a catastrophic event. Okay. That would, you know, meteor, whether, strike, meteor strike, nuclear, nuclear zombie, okay. uh, you know, apes taking over, like Planet of the Apes, whatever it may be. Yeah. Any yeah. type of a, a apocalypse event. Noah level flood. Correct. Okay. One in third people. One, one out of three people. Can say, figure it out. Yeah, we'll be able to figure it out. Uh, they look how this would be the case and found that they these respondents believe they'd outlast everyone because of their strong survival skills and adaptability. So a third say they would, and three in ten see themselves as, quote, the underdog of the apocalypse. Which means what? Which means kind of the Eugene, if we're going to use, you know, the walking dead as Mm -hmm. a launching point. Mm -hmm. The individual who, in actual life, didn't really have much of a purpose. One of the Mad Max parasites. Right, exactly. And you wouldn't think would be able to survive to hang on. Uh, but would, a- would be able to. Okay, all right. Uh, while 33% of respondents believe they're the top dog who would survive at all. Now, here's the interesting part, and I, I want to hear from people at 217 Then they asked them to put together their ideal survival team okay. that would be built to get them through the apocalypse. Here is what the overall sentiment was from these respondents. Of what would be their ideal apocalypse team: Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> okay, Chuck Norris, John Cena, yeah, all three real
0: people, yeah,
1: right. And the Rock, I understand, I, I understand those choices, right? We had
0: the Chuck Norris memes from years ago. Chuck Norris is old now. He is. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think he's the Chuck Norris you think he is. Anymore. I don't.
1: I, I think if he tries yeah. to do a roundhouse kick, he
0: throws his uh, hip out of yeah, socket. I don't, I don't think
1: he's real. I don't old think now. he's the Walker Texas Ranger but you look, remember.
0: Cena and Johnson, all right. The other two,
1: though, I don't think people realize are not actual real individuals. Because they chose Superman and MacGyver. <laughs> I don't think that's Superman. I don't think that's how it works. Of course, we all would survive if Superman, if Superman. was in our survival hmm. team. We, we wouldn't be in this position at all. Right. If we had Superman, stop the whole thing right, before it happened. Exactly.
0: I never thought of that. Yeah. Why the hell would Superman be in your apocalypse team? He should have stopped it. Yeah, he goes and punches the meteor, or he spins the world backwards and brings Lois Lane back A- to life. And if the apocalypse did happen. That SOB is probably in the Fortress of Solitude. I wouldn't want him around. Tell you what. He was involved in an apocalypse, and what did he do? He left the planet. Yeah, correct. He didn't stick around. No, no. He got in a little spaceship. He, he's a front runner. Yeah,
1: yeah you're right. <laughs> he, even though he's a he, baby, he just be- like he, he was out. like he, he bugged out. So like, you don't oh, want him. You're Superman. I'm leaving. You don't. He, you don't want him. Yeah. And and MacGyver is
0: also not a real. Who would be part of your survival team? I mean, I can appreciate a MacGyver type of person. Correct. If if we if we're going for that, so Martha Stewart.
1: <laughs> she can turn stuff yeah. into. The things that you wouldn't expect. I don't know how much, you know, turning a doily or making a doily out of your old curtains would help out in the apocalypse, but she's someone who has
0: those yeah. type of skills. I mean, we talked about it a little bit ago with the guy that was stuck in the forest with the tadpoles, but uh, but I, I mean, I do want a Bear Grylls type person uh, in my back pocket.
1: Yeah, you want somebody like that. I'm trying to think. Somebody uh, who can point at a
0: bush of berries and say, "You can eat those." Yeah, you want someone who knows their way around actual survival. Because I would eat a poison berry right out of the shoot. I wouldn't even know. I would just. I would just. <laughs> those are berries. And I'm the cows them, would find you again. And I would die.
1: Uh, who? Uh, what's the actor's name that played Rick Grimes?
0: What's oh, that guy? Andrew that, Lincoln?
1: Yeah, I want Andrew Lincoln. I know he played Rick Grimes, but you think he would at least glean some survival skills from the years he's been on the show. Well,
0: and I was thinking about that because, yeah, he, he he's a great survivor in the show, but then... Off camera, he's a very proper British man. No, people don't realize he's from England. And so I he, forgot. And it's he so, was, it's, it's so funny to, to watch him on the show of, I'm Rick Grimes, and I got my gun, and I'm going to shoot a zombie. Wasn't he in Love, all, Actually, a movie various various I've never things, seen? I think so. But then you see him on an interview. It's like, yes, right, I never thought about really that part. Enjoy doing this. Like, nobody from England's going to survive. <laughs> no, they haven't survived much yeah. of anything. Yeah, that, that, well, I missed tea time today, and they would fall over. Right, exactly.
1: But at least you would want somebody who's been on a show like that, mm-hmm. I think, that knows the ins and outs to at
0: least would have gleaned something from survivalism? 629, I'm interested, while a third is a high number, it does mean most of us aren't going to make it. Um, Which would probably be an apocalypse.
1: If we we all make it, it wouldn't be an
0: apocalypse. And I think a, a third is high, but I think maybe a third of those third would probably do it.
1: I don't think a third is high. I'm surprised it's that low. To be honest with you, oh, is it, in I, confidence. I, yeah, I think a lot of us think of uh, ourselves
0: more highly than we actually are. No, I think everyone is me. I'm I'm the everyman, Mike. I don't think you understand. And everyone is relating, going, "Yeah, I would eat the poison berries and just die."
1: Yeah, I, I Well, I think we've established from the earlier tadpole story that both of us would just the media that the minute that meteorite was going through the sky, it'd be lights out for us.
0: To, we wouldn't even be able to make it through the first day. If I hear. In a storm, a transformer blow. I, 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 I'm in the basement with a rosary, and it's You're, like you know what we're, we're, we're at end of
1: times here. We're, we're at sh- end sh- of times. Exactly. Like, oh,
0: I saw a blue flash. I, I did find
1: it interesting <laughs> though that the apocalypse team, not a single female. Like you wouldn't want like uh, you know Scarlett Johansson or something who played Black Widow. Like none of those individuals. Tomb Raider, nothing like that. It right. was all just big beefy dudes and right. MacGyver. Right? I mean, you had That's Superman, true. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, John Cena, Chuck Norris, and then MacGyver. Because when the chips are down, we all become George Santos, I think, is what happens. <laughs> that, that is exactly what transpires in that particular situation. But, yeah, I found that interesting that they picked two people that aren't real.
0: Yeah. That yeah. you want
1: in your survival party. By the way, Batman would be way better than Superman when it came to surviving the apocalypse.
0: Yeah, you know what you're in. Right be way better than survive. Superman. Superman would stop the apocalypse. Yeah, super- Batman would survive. The it, it, yeah, right, once, right.
1: once Superman turns tails and runs like he has in the past, <laughs> he's got a history. He's got a history of not sticking <laughs> around through apocalypses. You yeah. would need
0: Batman and his certain set of skills
1: in order to survive. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That that settled that debate once and for all.
0: But I, I like that we can. It's something we can count on. It's, it's like it's like you're a hot Andy Williams.
3: Thank you for saying
0: I'm hot. I appreciate that. I love Andy Williams. Nice that we can get to uh, kind of expect it now each year. You're like a hot Andy Williams.
3: Okay, thanks for that wonderful It's yeah,
0: yeah, uh, That'd be something you do every year, kind of like you're a, you're, like you're a Hot Andy Williams.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the most
3: wonderful.
0: Johnny, that was a really good that was a good pickup line you had there. We did. We had a really good run of uh, good-looking actresses who are in Hallmark movies yes. and I was comparing them to Andy Williams and they all seemed to appreciate
1: that. Alicia Witt, Vivica a. Fox and Jodie Sweetin right there right. for you. But 217-629-7970. I want to hear from someone that actually enjoys Those Hallmark Christmas movies. I know they're out there. I want to hear from you. And uh, if you are one of those, you have an opportunity to maybe make $2,000 to watch and rank 12 Hallmark holiday movies. Hmm. A a subscription box company is seeking a, quote, special Christmas movie maven. Bloomsy Box said the chosen candidate will I'm sorry, sorry, what is it? It is Bloomsy Box. What is Bloomsy Box? Uh... Bloomsy Box is apparently a subscription box oh. that is going to give the candidate oh. a ample supply of Giardelli hot cocoa and two pairs of fuzzy <laughs> socks to guarantee a cozy watching experience. Okay, okay. Uh, the film fan will be asked to rank each movie by criteria, including festivity factor, mm-hmm. predictability quotient, boof,
0: don't we all know all those Hallmark Christmas movies end? Yeah. It's it's uh it's a fish out of it's either a fish out of water guy or a fish out of water girl. They come know? back home. There's somebody somebody who's is either from the city and they've moved to the country or from the country and they've it's moved to the, the, the city. city, they shouldn't be there, they don't wanna be there, they hate everything. Something's going uh, on with their family, yeah. there's also conflict there of like right. they had to come back. Uh, Their kids are mad at them about something, uh, but then there's some starry-eyed guy or gal in the office uh, who rekindles their spirit of Christmas, and and it changes them around.
1: You also have to rate on a chemistry check to make sure that those two actually feel like a real couple, tearjerker test, Mm -hmm. and replay value. Now, here are the movies they've chosen. And 217 I want to hear from you if you are a fan of this, because I
0: can't stomach it for more than about 10 minutes. Well, and but there, I'm is jaded. There, yeah, is there one that we should see? Because it's, it's funny. I don't know. Well, you say you can't stomach it. Have you ever actually tried to stomach it? Have yes. You, ever, you have. Okay.
1: Yes. Uh, I've been in situations where I've had friends and gone over to their place like in, for a holiday, not a holiday party, but just kind of you know getting together. Uh-huh. And they're watching it, or it'll be on in the background somewhere. Uh, and I just, I try. Right. But I'm just, I am just such a jaded individual and my taste in movie, like I love Pulp Fiction, John Wick, like, so it's just, and I don't mind a schmaltzy one, but it's just so patently
0: schmaltz. In these things, but I too- mean, uh, Mike Mike is so jaded that when he hears the story of the nativity, he goes, "Oh come on!" <laughs> That's, you're exactly right. Mm. Uh, this I, again. I'd be like, "Why didn't Joseph take the arm of the innkeeper,
1: flip it around, and like <laughs> hit him with the staff like John Wick would, and have himself a room?" So yeah. here's the movies you are going to have to watch if you are wanting to be part of Bloomsy Box's Christmas Movie Maven two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. The movie's chosen is Most Wonderful Time of the Year from two thousand eight. A Crown for Christmas from 2015. No. Any of these sound like ones you'd like to watch? That's no, fine. No. Here's one that, you know what, I may give a shot to because it seems like it involves a cat. The Nine Lives of Christmas from 2014. Okay. Christmas Get- Getaway 2017. A Journey Back to Christmas 2016. Ghosts of Christmas Always from 2022. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a second. Wait a second. Can
0: you pull up a trailer for that? Yes. You yeah, yeah, read it. the list, I'll look for okay, it. Okay,
1: yeah. Here you go. Uh, Ghost of Christmas Always uh, would be the one to. to, to... I, want, I want that trailer so bad. Uh, also, Three Wise Men and a Baby from 2022. A Royal Christmas from 2014. North Pole, which could also be a different type of movie uh, from 2014. And Christmas Train. Oh, there it is. Sneak peek Ghost of Christmas Always. Where's the actual trailer? Okay, here we go.
0: Fans. No, we, gotta
1: wait. we gotta wait for Steph Curry. We have, we have to wait, wait for Steph Curry. Uh, in addition to the two thousand dollar payment, the chosen candidate will also receive a twelve month flower box subscription from Blues. So it's a it's a flower place. Okay. Uh, and so you have uh, applications through uh, December third. So two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. Are you an individual that actually enjoys these Hallmark movies? Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, here we go. This is Ghosts of Christmas Always.
0: A sneak peek, one of the key moments, apparently. Yes, the part about the ghosts, because. Wait a
1: minute. Ghost? It's nearly Christmas. There are three of you.
2: Oh, good. You get it. Oh, my God, it's her.
1: She's best. And you are.
0: Ghost of Christmas present.
1: So, so thus far, why is it Ghosts of Christmas Always? By the way, it's the dad from Family, uh, from Family Matters. Right. Also from the Christmas movie Die Hard, which is a much better choice than this <laughs> Ghosts of Christmas Always. <laughs> I
0: think... What? so it's an that? inner city retelling wow. guys I in a an... play I have seen all the
1: movies and and the one with Bill Murray is actually my favorite
0: although the Carrie
1: Fisher one no, is really is... good a quiet little movie underrated certainly and oh the one where they're all come together and they're like singing in the end about how grateful they are this, about is, this is, is, is
0: only stand, 90 is seconds really I can't
1: really I can't do it I can't no, do no. it I'm already checked out I can't do a- it and it's 50 seconds in and you have to watch 12 of these things all the way through. That's not worth $2,000. Think about it, but wait a minute. Am, am I Scrooge? Ghosts of Christmas Always, part of Countdown to Christmas, only on Hallmark. Ooh, okay, so, so that was what was supposed to sell us. Ugh. Like, that, that was the best. That was the sizzle reel of Ghosts of Christmas Always.
0: That's the oh. sizzle reel for that thing. So it's like this hyper aware. I know I'm in the. Uh, I, I know I'm in a Christmas Carol, uh, but I don't believe I'm in a Christmas Carol. And but I. Oh my God! There's just so much. There's so much meta going on. Oh,
1: uh, here's another. Here's here's another thirty seconds of it. Ghosts of Christmas always. Ghost of Christmas Get ready. Whoa. For a Dickens of a romance. I think you are
0: pretty magical. I just get to use... Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I love Christmas and I hate this. Yes, same here. For a Dickens of a romance. (laughs) I think you are pretty magical.
2: I just get to use magic. (laughs) It never gets old. Ghosts of Christmas always. All new Sunday,
0: October 30th at 8. He falls for one of the ghosts? Yes. He He falls in love with one of the ghosts? That's
1: why it's Ghosts of Christmas always, because she always is there for Christmas. The ghost of... He falls in love with the ghost of Christmas present in a Dickens of a romance.
0: But she's, she's dead. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a little weird? She's... Wow. I mean, wow. she's
1: dead. I didn't even think about it. Hallmark is terrible. That's... That's that's not good. How do you how do you
0: overlook that part? How do you overlook the necrophilia of your
1: of your, of your entire premise of your movie? What kind of Christmas movie
0: you're trying to portray here, Hallmark? What the hell! I thought you were family programming and you're promoting this. God! It's worse than I thought it was because I've never actually sat and watched one. I've yeah I've seen the commercials go by and they just you know they just bounce off me. Yeah. It's actually worse. It,
1: it is. I, like I said, I've given one like 10 minutes, and it's just... I can't. I can't. You know what? We'll take a break. I, You know what? And it, we've come back. I had a different yeah. topic, but I kind of want to find nine lives of Christmas to, to see what that is. Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you on a Friday. You know how sometimes when you're on the internet, you go down a rabbit hole? We've we've opened Pandora's box of the crappy Hallmark Christmas. But if you... If, if you want to defend them, if you watch them, two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. You were saying
0: that's what I'm thinking. I mean, obviously, people out there like them. There's a market for this, um, but it's it's really amazing. First of all, how predictable they are. Correct. Uh, how horrible they are. Yes. Um, and I just and so it, you sit there and go,
1: but yeah, they still I, look, crank them out.
0: I i I I can be a sucker for a sweet Christmas movie.
1: Yes. You know? I'm with you. There's there's but there's got to be more heart to it for me. I, I but feel this like, is about as surface level as it comes. For me, I feel like we've 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 already hit a. There doesn't need to be more Christmas movies made. Right, pinnacles have already been hit. Right, right. Yeah, the original, which is it? While it's not a movie, it's a Christmas special. But the original Grinch, sure. very good. Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, Elf, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the original, not the innumerable amount of remakes. Mm-hmm. Those all hit the right tone. The holiday that the holiday is a sweet. Christmas holiday theme movie with Cameron Diaz and Jack Black and Kate Winslet. I enjoy that one. But these seem to just exist to be saccharine on the, uh,
0: for the point of being saccharine, right? There was a great um, there was a, uh, a version of It's a Wonderful Life, a TV movie in 1977 where they did, they flipped the genders where okay. it, was, it was a woman and the, the cast is Bananas. Okay so it was a it was a made for TV movie at where Marlo Thomas is the Jimmy Stewart character interesting yeah um, and she's like a mechanic and her business is failing it's the late 70s uh, but the the it's it's got Marlo Thomas Wayne Rogers from mash Cloris Leachman Orson Wells oh my God <laughs> uh, <laughs> he must be Clarence Doris Roberts um, and it just goes on and on of uh, of all these crazy and, and, and Christopher guest is in it it's but it's horrible it's absolutely unwatchable hi you on WMAY
2: morning gentlemen so you forgot one of the most important christmas movies of all time um home home alone oh yes um sure but i i really feel that the reason why they're pumping out all these hallmark you know flops we'll just call them that um a is to get an actor you know their their dues you know you got to pay your dues and be in a hallmark flick before you can actually make it big
1: i um and well, there's the being, opposite too. It's the people who are past their prime that want one more chance of glory.
2: Well, if Cloris Leishman was in a hall, Hallmark film like that, I mean, <laughs> you know, come on, you got to give her some type of credit, right? Right. Um, but it, it's also basically women's smut is exactly <laughs> what it is. I mean, and you, and you you really see how many books they're pot they're you know yeah. pumping out through. Yeah. I mean. That's a that's all that it that it is it it it's catering to the niche and
1: yeah. that's a great point of like if Hallmark put these behind a paywall like an OnlyFans <laughs> would people be subscribing to it I think there would be some
2: yeah OnlyFans would not be a two point five billion dollar profit industry it would definitely be double for sure <laughs> very true because everybody weird knows how that you readily OnlyFans have that number. Well, I was watching, you know, Joe, Joe Rogan, okay. and they brought it up last year. Cause last okay. year, OnlyFans profited 2.5 yeah. bill. and uh, But no, because it, it would double because everybody knows that OnlyFans is what guys pay, pay yeah. for. Yeah. So if they really wanted you're to right. do that and double, then they'd be good to go.
1: I'd like go. to think. Appreciate I, the phone call.
0: I, I like to think more of the fairer sex, but man, that, that's just disappointing that <laughs> there are women out there that really enjoy this. So, yeah. what did you find?
1: I you? found here the this is the nine lives of Christmas. Okay, this is one of the twelve. If you if you're just joining us, there's a subscription service that is like a flower service, Bloomsy Box, is offering two thousand dollars to watch twelve of this schlock and rank them on certain criteria. You get two thousand bucks for doing so. This one actually stars Brandon Mm Routh, who was at one point Superman for crying out loud. So here is Nine Lives of Christmas.
2: A Hallmark Channel movie that's a. Perfect holiday romance. <laughs> <No>. Okay.
1: <laughs> first could they stop it? The first one was a Dickens of a romance. Yeah. Now we have the perfect romance.
0: No, they can't stop.
1: No. There's an apartment upstairs with a separate entrance.
3: Do you allow cats? Allow them.
1: We require them. Kimberly Sustad,
0: Brandon Ralph.
1: Gregory Harrison. You
3: can't decide not to fall in love.
1: It's Christmas. Time for miracles. Sometimes love finds you when you were not even looking. The Nine Lives of Christmas.
0: It hit every note. It did. That you said. And I bet you... I, I, will, I will put $10,000 on the table right now that says there isn't a Hallmark movie that's been made that doesn't include the line, you know, sometimes love finds you when you're not even looking. So oh. I bet every movie has one of those. Or, not only that, or, it's Christmas. It's the time for miracles. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be in all of them as well. By uh, the way, Brandon Ralph in that particular movie plays a firefighter. Okay. Okay? That finds love. All right?
0: And he loves cats. Yeah.
1: Okay, it's just a a, a convenient plot device. Mm -hmm. Here's one called Three Wise Men and a Baby, and the first character to show up is a firefighter.
2: Please take care of Thomas. I'll be back by Christmas.
3: All new Saturday, November 19th. Three brothers discover a baby.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Three brothers discover a baby. Oh. Now, I will let you know, immediately the next shot... Is them trying to give the baby a, a bath in the kitchen sink, okay. and the one brother has it on like the the spray part of the sink instead, where you can put, and he sprays himself. His, no, he sprays his brother in the oh, face. He sprays his brother. Okay, and is there <laughs> is there
0: a zany diaper moment too? Oh wait a minute, can, okay. wait for it. Possibly go wrong. It's just a baby. just a baby.
3: I think he needs a little diaper change.
0: Now, here it comes We may have to evacuate the store.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, because we're men and we can't figure out diapers. The most
3: wonderful <laughs> delivery of the season. It's shaping
2: up to be an unexpected Christmas.
3: Three wise men and a baby. All new Saturday, November 19th. Part of Countdown to Christmas.
1: Good look.
2: Why? You
1: know what? I'm out. I don't I'm out. think. I'm out. Think I'm out. Look, Does anyone watch these to enjoy them or do they
0: watch them ironically because good, how bad they that's are? That's a good question. And you know, I'm a decent writer. This is that's what I do for a living. Yes, I you write are. things. Yeah. I don't think I could do this. I don't think I could actually even to mock it, I don't know that I could do it. <laughs> I don't know c- that I could write that poorly. You couldn't write a parody of it because it's so bad. Oh. Even though I know what all the notes are, I mean, that's-
1: yeah, I, I, we every any time any of these, I don't care, they're interchangeable. Yeah, right. I think if you were to rate one on all these quotients that Bloomberg Box wants you to do so, you would have rated the whole thing. <sighs> yeah, one of them is all the same. It's just the locale somewhat changes. To your point, it's either in the city. Or it's in the country, yeah. and it's someone that you knew in high school that broke your heart that you somehow go back to, yeah. or you just got jaded by your big city lover boy, cheated on you, and you hate men, yeah. but there's still a good one
0: back in the country that you, or the small town you moved back to. Yeah. It's somebody in a situation that they didn't ever expect they'd be in. Like, having a baby? What? I don't know what to do with a baby.
1: And I'm a man, and I'm dumb. What? I don't know diapers. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to have a diaper change. Evacuate the store! How did it end up on my head? Yeah. I don't know. Crazy hijinks. And, oh, God, I couldn't even, and I'm a, like you said, you're a writer, and I've written things before, too. But not even I could, I would look at that and go, this is just too on the nose. I'd love to know,
0: first of all, how many exist. Uh, oh, uh, but uh, secondly, it's just, there, there's clearly a market for it. Yes. And there are people who love these things. These are just the Hallmark ones. Lifetime
1: has a whole bunch of them as oh, well. are right about that. So maybe that's a different episode that we'll do a deeper. You know what? I think we just found a podcast that we could do. Sure. Besides <laughs> the Too Good for Radio podcast, we, we can watch all these and review them and just tear them new ones.
0: it mm, hurts. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, we hook people in yeah. to think we're actually going to be complimentary. Yeah. And then five minutes in, they'd I kind don't. of feel like they'd feel about these particular no, movies. I, so I got other things I got to do. <laughs> yeah, I got I d- stuff. I don't have enough time I to sit it. through like a cabinet in my kitchen i gotta close <laughs> there's a i don't know there's siding i need to yeah. power wash or something WMAY mike winmacher and johnny molson with you here this morning we've gone down the hallmark christmas movie rabbit hole and we have someone on the line that is here to defend oh, okay. the hallmark movies yes hi you're on wmay hey, hey i love
3: hallmark movies they get me ready for christmas and another thing, this morning one wasn't like all the other ones. It's called the Perfect Christmas. It was about a family, you know, that spent Christmas together, you know, and oh yeah, and um, and were they not together, did, and
0: they came together?
3: No, they were all. Oh, they were all together.
0: together.
3: Okay. Yes, yeah, a family that comes to visit, and she has to make room for them in her house. She wasn't expecting uh, them.
0: I see. Oh. And,
3: uh, her, her husband didn't know she's pregnant because they
0: had this plan. Oh, I'm surprised. I see. That's a that's like a Christmas little Christmas nat- nativity yeah. thing. That's the Christmas miracle we we're looking for. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah.
1: So
0: that, and that but,
3: there's nobody that you know got together, split or anything. They right. were always together. But yeah. how they dealt with the family.
1: And so and is it is it? It's a warm fuzzy feelings is why you enjoy it and gets you uh, all uh, you know feeling good for the holidays. Is that what draws you to these movies? Yeah. Is there one yeah. we should see? Yes,
3: yeah. it's called the perfect.
1: The Christmas. one you said—that's on,
0: the one we should go see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay.
1: The perfect Christmas.
3: Okay. It was kind of 40. It has nothing to do about oh. lovers or anything. It's just the family and Neat. his side shows up. and I mean, some of the people were invited, but then her side—some of the people that weren't supposed to come on her side came. Oh. And they had to and it was really good. Is there
0: enough food to go around? Do they figure out a way to make you know, peanut yeah, butter and jelly and sandwiches?
3: Was doing a play, I mean, she was doing a Christmas thing. She was in charge of a Christmas right. thing. And how she had to make her dad um, Santa Claus and his mother uh, Mrs. Bob. Yeah. So that's the, that's yeah.
1: the, okay. okay. All right. It's a fish out Good. of water we'll, thing. We, we'll, we'll look for that. Yeah, we'll look for that. one. perfect Christmas. Thank you very much for the phone call. So there, we heard from a we heard from a caller yeah. at two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. There's
0: obviously a market for it.
1: Yeah, there there is. And you know, we go down this rabbit hole. I wanted to move on, but mm-hmm. then I then I just typed in because we got a couple of texts of like every Hallmark movie ever, mm. um, and so I just typed in uh, Hallmark Christmas movies, and they actually have the slate. Of the ones that are coming out this year Oh, okay So I wanted to just go through Because not only does it give you the title It gives you the synopsis okay. Of some of them And I just wanted to go through them very quickly here 217 629 The phone number If you also are a Hallmark Christmas movie fan Let us know why We really appreciate that call We uh, we understand why people go to it, right? But we just It's just so bad Here is Checking it twice <laughs> This one is about a journeyman hockey
0: player who falls for a real estate agent. And, a, and he keeps looking at her. He keeps checking her. And then he's like, hey, I'm yeah. looking at you. I'm checking you first. and I'm checking well, you twice. He, he's a hockey player. He's checking. Right. Like, I know about, that. Yeah, so yeah, I trying he's checking her thing. out. Okay. Yeah.
1: She's in a career. <laughs> so he's a journeyman hockey player. Uh, he falls for his real estate who's in a career crisis um, when he's traded to her hometown and moves into the cottage in her hockey-loving family's backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Checking It Twice. Uh, Let's see. Where are you Christmas? Uh, When Andy wishes for a year without Christmas, she wakes up in a world of black and white. She must work together with the town mechanic to restore Christmas. (laughs) Let's see. Here's uh, another one. Oh, no. I don't even... This looks like a Shriners commercial for this one. This one is Under the Christmas Sky. Kat is an esteemed astrophysicist who is scheduled for her first trip into space next year until an accident grounds her. While on leave, coming to terms with the reality that her dream of being an astronaut is over, she volunteers at the local planetarium. There, she's paired up with a by the book David to work on an exhibit opening right before Christmas. Will the stars align to bright okay, these two holidays I, together? I,
0: I, I know that's a I have no idea. I cannot follow a, a word you just said. I have no idea what what's going on there. Because I didn't explain it right. No, no, you no, no. It's just I. No, you you read it verbatim. I still don't know what was happening there. She wanted to go to space. She got an accident. Right. Couldn't.
1: She goes to the planetarium and she
0: finds a by, by the book guy. And the rocket runs into Santa's sleigh and knocks. <laughs> and and, and Rudolph dies, becomes a ghost, and right. some guy yeah. dates it.
1: Okay. Hi, you're WMAY. Hi. Yes. I was
3: wondering. I was just on the line, and I was wondering how I get the number for the uh, sign up for the Hallmark movie for the two thousand. Oh, for this contest.
1: Oh, oh, oh for the two thousand. dollars Yeah, you'd be right in the wheelhouse. Um, you go to. Uh, it's not a phone number. You have to go to the website of Bloomsy Box. It's B-L-O-O-M-S-Y box, and then you can sign up there. You have till December 3rd.
3: Oh, okay. Thank you. Do no it. problem. Do it. And if you're you, going to
1: win. If you win, check back in with us.
3: Okay, I will.
1: Thank right. you. Right. Good for you. <laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY.
2: Hey, guys. So, basically, it's any good rom-com if you ordered it through Wish. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. right I mean, and the lady caller the the last time. I mean, that's your typical audience. That's exactly right. What exactly, yeah, they, they exist. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, the only and to be honest, the guys' version of this is National Lampoon's Chris, Christmas. Yeah, uh, I it's mean, because they have their miracle. Yeah, the family from out of town, cousin Eddie. True. And I mean, you have your big old heart moment whenever the house is lit up. And, you know, and then, of course, grandma starts. Thing in the Star-Spangled Banner, because you know, Santa Claus <laughs> flew across the sky. But I mean, that is your, I guess, yeah. comparison for it. But, but, but they, it they is,
0: stopped at one. I think is the thing, though. There's not, there's not 170 true. of
2: them. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> Appreciate the this phone is also code. True. <laughs> Thank you. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. Here, before we, before we, this is Joe Joy Noel. Uh, when a romantic painting of a Christmas market comes to life captures the imagination of a copy editor she is sent to france with pragmatic reporter mark to uncover the mystery behind the artist (laughs) joy noel (laughs) there's like 31 of these yeah i I just pulled oh god okay
0: i'm sorry flipping for christmas okay do you know what this is about? I'm, I'm guessing they are house flippers, yes. right? They, it's
1: almost Christmas when busy realtor Abigail agrees to help her sister with, quote, the simple flip of a right. recently inherited home. A little lick of paint and we're done. Unfortunately, co beneficiary Bo
0: has other plans uh, in mind. Oh.
1: It's flipping for Christmas. I have to read them all like this. That's why you didn't get the last one.
0: Yeah, probably so, yeah. You have to read it in hallmark announcer voice. Here's
1: one that's trying to be hip, never been crisped. C H R I S
0: apostrophe D. Okay. Home for the holidays. B- because without the apostrophe, it's I've never been Christ. <laughs> Which is a whole different thing. That's yeah, on the Pox Network.
1: That. Is that still a thing? Uh, home for the holidays, BFFs Naomi and Liz reconnect with high school crush Chris Silver. A complex love triangle forms, forcing them to take stock of their lives and find the value of friendship. Oh, it's God. never been Christ. This holiday season on Hallmark. What were you going to yeah. say? Did you have something to add No, I just,
0: I, well, I, I pulled up, I was trying to figure out how many they've made. Okay, And go so I, pull, I pulled up the Wikipedia, I don't know, I pulled up the Wikipedia article on that, and just look how, oh my look God. how long, this thing goes for, this is longer than, I mean, if you if you looked up, Jeez. I don't know, the history of the Roman Empire, the page wouldn't be this long. That's the longest look at what, the start it, of it it the book of Genesis, going. Going. and
1: so-and-so begot so-and-so who begot <laughs> so-and-so who begot so-and-so. So I don't know what the number is, but it's obscene. Last, last one here, yeah. and then we'll, we'll finally move on. This one is Everything Christmas. Uh-oh. Lori Jo's love for Christmas takes on a road trip to Yuletide Springs with her roommate, Tori, where Christmas is celebrated year-round to participate in a long-standing town tradition to honor her late grandmother. Along the way, the friends meet Carl and Jason, and the foursome make stops during their journey to enjoy more small-town Christmas attractions. But when a series of events puts a damper on their plans, a little Christmas magic may put this
0: trip back on the right path. And the ones on Lifetime are exactly the same, except the woman gets punched in the mouth at some point. <laughs> Correct. And then you know, that—that's that. They have to add that part. And of at that. the end, she I'm gets. I'm never coming back to you. At the end, she gets revenge by filling right. a stocking
1: full of coal and beating the hell out of <laughs> the guy, lighting it on fire. Yeah, exactly. And then burning the house down. <laughs> And that's your, Christmas, that's your miracle. Christmas miracle.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, this has been fun. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed this. I hope good. you have it as well. And good luck to the uh, the individual who called in. I hope she gets Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson, wrapping up a Friday edition of the program. Appreciate everyone calling in, joining the conversation. And if anything else from today, we, we prepared you that if you are going to a family gathering on Thanksgiving and a Hallmark movie is playing in the background, immediately leave the vicinity Oof. of that house or that room. Quite unless, unless
0: you got that nice lady from earlier to, to navigate for you. That's true. Because otherwise, I mean, she seems like she's curated she, and knows the good she's ones. She's a Hallmark Sherpa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She'll be like, no bad, no yeah. good. Um, but as we, you know, next week traveling for Thanksgiving, you may be spending some time with family, but according to a new USA Today survey, eighty-five, nearly 85% of people surveyed admitted to lying or coming up with an excuse to get out of a family holiday event.
0: Wow, that's a high number.
1: 85%. And I understand sometimes families can do more holiday events than they need to because they weren't saying specifically Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever because sometimes you have sure. the one Christmas and the other. But that is, a, that is a really high number of people that are trying to get out of hanging out with family. So what
0: is it? Is it, is yes. it the obligation? Is it the, is, is it the tension? Is it the awkwardness? What's the, what, what is it?
1: Yeah, the survey found that family issues, so like deep-seated issues in the family, that inevitably someone brings up that they shouldn't or immediately comes in guns a-blazing. They say that's part of it. Politics... Mm. Money and religion were among the argument-sparking hot topics around the holidays. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. How do you navigate it? Because yeah. inevitably, you do have that one relative
0: that just enjoys drama. How do you handle them? Well, and we're in the yeah, we're in that uh, arena of the big holidays. You know, Thanksgiving, yes. Christmas. There's there's large obligation. This is, this is why I love Fourth of July because there's just it's just hanging out. Correct. Eating things and then watching things explode, and that's perfect. Uh, it's a even, perfect holiday. And Thanksgiving should be like that too, where you're just you just eating food you're, and thankful that you have that a bountiful plate. Oof, but man, it just really gets inten- unnecessarily intense.
1: Here's the number that's even more stark than the 85 percent admitting to lying or coming up with something to get out of the holiday event: to only 12 percent of respondents said they don't argue with extended family over the holidays. Really. said they argue with their FAMU over the holidays. Only 12% have the decency to be like my family and look someone in the face that you have disdain for and smile and then when you get in the car (laughs) go,
0: that son of a, that's the way to do it. That's the
1: way my dad handled it. Every year we had to go to my grandmother's, my mom's mom's house for Christmas Eve. My dad could not stand her. And he would, he, uh, the entire drive would be complaining. He got in that door. He Perfect sat gentleman. in the corner. Yep. Oh, how you doing today, Clem? Oh, yeah, you know, great. Good, good to see you. Da, da, da. I'm going to go watch TV. Then we come back. And then the minute we got in the car. I got freaking cashews in a book. You know, like, it's just, and, and that's this, the way to handle it.
0: And this has been a thing, you know, gosh, probably for almost a, a decade and a half now, of what do you do when you are at your family's house and somebody can't help themselves and they just drop a turd right in the middle of the table <laughs> and say, well, let me tell you about Trump, and, uh, then, and, just, and the whole thing just starts to fall apart. I've already been. What built. do you do? It's, you just try to, you
1: don't, it, you take the Johnny yeah. Molson. You just don't engage. Yeah. You just... Because they're throwing okay. that out yep. there. They're throwing that out there to try to get you to engage. They want to filibuster. And, and the best yeah. is to try to change the subject as quickly as possible. Because I've already been told uh, by my wife, and it's just a good rule of thumb for everyone, there'll be no politics talked. Because my political bend, as opposed to my father-in-law and the individual that will also be joining us at Thanksgiving that day, are diametrically opposite. Okay. And so... I'm not going, because here's the thing, nothing's going to get solved. Nobody wins. You you put that turd on the table, it just stinks for everyone, Mm -hmm. right? It's not flowery for uh,
0: one individual over the other. There's always somebody that can't help themselves. They have and it's to. never it's never kind of a never kind of a blatant thing, but you, you I don't know, you're putting gravy on the turkey and you spill it or something. It's like, "Oh, you must have had a Joe Biden moment there where right. you couldn't find the thing with the thing." You know, it, and it's it's not necessary. Nobody was even talking about politics. No. No, but they just shoehorn <laughs> it in there. And they just figure out a way and a reason to say it and you just go, "What am I What are we supposed to launch Look into?" Look at the size here? of that turkey. How do you afford it in this economy? <laughs>
1: Like shut up! No yeah. one means that. Uh, by the way, they say when uh, when there's an argument, they say dad is usually at the center of it. Mm-hmm. Nearly forty percent of survey respondents said that they were most likely to get in an argument with their father over the holidays, followed by a grandmother, grandfather, and then an aunt. Isn't that sad? Out of the people we surveyed, thirteen percent said they don't argue with any family members. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what do you think uh, America's favorite relative is? When it comes to, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle. I think it's always an uncle. Am I right about that? Boom. Uncles are America's favorite. While 23% of people said that they were most likely to get in an argument with their uncle, 19% of respondents also pointed to uncles as their favorite extended family members, followed by cousins. Yeah. Only 4% of respondents said nephews are their favorite family
0: member to see. (laughs) Oh, him again. Oh, this guy. Wow. Yikes.
1: So there you go. Uh, 14% of people surveyed said uh, that they eat Thanksgiving dinner between 3 and 4. 13% say between 2 and 3. And 12% of respondents favor a time to scarf things down between 6 and 7 p.m.
0: Ooh. That's a long time to have to deal with family. Yeah, you're walking around and talking to each other. And, and then
1: that's also, you're running the risk. It's dark already. Yeah. And then you're driving home with a tryptophan coma going on yeah. there. That's just, it's it's fraught mm. with peril.
0: It's not worth it, you know? No, just just, just just for one day. Put some food in your face. Just for one day. Yeah. Tell some old stories about the family. Yeah. Have a one, good
1: laugh. For one day, you are you know, don't shoehorn in your 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 talk that you hear for the next how many hours on this particular yeah. airwaves. About the electric car. The, uh, oh, the, hey, good. Hey, you know how? Hey, how long that turkey take? It's a gas oven. You know they're gonna take those <laughs> away from you. We're not gonna be eating till 10 p.m. If it binds, oh, yeah. yeah, just it's, shut
0: it. It's inevitable. Just it's inevitable. shut up.
1: Just everybody. Just oh, be quiet. So just, exactly. It is so terrible. So, Johnny, thank you very much.